Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Or, right. or, or NWA and Ice Cube, you know, it's like, come on, what? Well, I guess it's you're gonna not, sit there the, and the, say like you got you know more Bentleys than this other dude, like. Yeah, I know. The the current one kind of sided with uh, Eminem and Machine Gun Kelly because he he was kind of like low key poking at Eminem, and then I guess he said it, um, one thing that is a cardinal rule in hip hop that I think everybody knows is he said that um, Eminem's daughter was hot. She is. She is, but <laughs> I wouldn't tell Eminem that. <laughs> oh fuck no! <laughs> yeah, so it's. Uh, <laughs> what, remember like, what we used to, what I, what I said? I'm an alpha pussy. <laughs> you know, that's right. Like, I'm telling you, not him. <laughs> Listen, no, not even that. It's just a respect thing. You know, it bothers him, right? Yeah, you know, so it's like I'm gonna leave that alone. Especially <laughs> if I was a professional rapper, and that's supposed to be my job. And I know this man can end my entire career. <laughs> right. Because he's done it before. He mentions that on the Kamikaze album. I just ends careers. Bitches being stupid. I was like, fuck. It was good, good man. I love when a rapper goes in and, and there's no hook. Like, he's just going. It's, it's just like fucking. It's a great album. I've listened to it like three times. <laughs> I have it. I haven't listened to it yet. But yeah, I have to listen to it. Because, yeah, I was hearing all that, all that stuff. And I was just kind of laughing. Because mostly because it's like. It's Eminem. I mean, come on. You think you're going to come up, go up against him? Come on. What are you doing? Right. Let's stop wasting your time. <laughs> you know. I know your mom told you you can be anything you want to, but that was a lie. <laughs> well, then it's it's kind of, I don't know. It's kind of stupid because he, Machine Gun Kelly doesn't never, people know who he is, but he's not big. You know what I mean? And um, he is talented. He's good. You know, he's, he's not, he's not horrible, but um 
it was you could tell that he was so excited that Eminem dissed him because it's like, oh, now I can, you know, yeah, because now run, it, run with this because it's kind of like, you know, you were coronated by the king, you know, you're giving. Right, but that's that's not what's happening. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> one of the top greats is telling you that you're a piece of shit <laughs> and everyone's going to believe him and you're going to look dumb, yeah, you yeah. know, so. But he put on he put on some new acts. I can't remember the name, but he put on he put on some new people I'd never heard of that were real good too. And um, he made fun of fucking mumble rap, and uh, he he made fun of so many people. Like it was it was hilarious. And everything he says is true. That's what <laughs> that's what makes it. You know, <laughs> it's so great. Uh, God bless Eminem. Mm-hmm. All right, welcome everybody to the Lazy Geeks. Here on the Lazy Geeks Network, I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. All right, welcome to episode one of the new, uh, uh, the new uh, uh, series. <laughs> I just, I like, I had nothing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what an intro to the first episode! I know it just goes down here, ladies and downhill from That's here, right. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, um, so. A couple of weeks ago, the internet was like set on fire because for the eighth millionth time <laughs> <Right>. this year, <laughs> uh, because of Avengers Four. Right now, Mark Ruffalo. You know, Mark Ruffalo and Tom Holland, both those guys, great guys. But you know what? They can't keep their mouths shut for anything. I feel like they're just they're super innocent dudes. <laughs> like they're really. They're like nice guys, and like, oh, did I was I not supposed to say that? Right, like yeah. the, you know that kind of shit. <laughs> exactly. And uh, Mark Ruffalo had said that they're basically doing reshoots, which, regardless of what the internet says, reshoots are actually scheduled because mm-hmm. you need to be sure that the actors are available to come back, do whatever they need to do in between projects or during time off, and then you know go off and do other stuff. Reshoots are when shots or scenes or things like that didn't quite work or they need they cut a storyline so they need to re you know uh reshoot around those little bits uh usually you can tell in a movie where they are because everybody looks slightly different for a second and then everybody looks the way they did the rest of the movie yeah you'll notice it if you're looking for it yeah um but uh ruffalo had said that this they're actually doing more than just reshoots and even kind of mentioning that they're shooting the end of the film. Now, of course, the internet went on fire because every possible idea went out there of like, oh, because James Gunn is out of out of Guardians of the Galaxy, they have to rewrite the whole thing for the Guardians. No, they fucking don't. No. Because the Guardian the Guardians that we see right now are like what, three years ahead of what we saw in volume two? So we don't even know if volume three is even gonna take place after or before Infinity War. Um, and also, you know, some people are saying, you know, oh, well, you know, changes need to be made or whatever. It's like, yeah, that happens. But shooting an ending now does prevent people from spoiling it two years in advance. So, yeah. Um, so of course more fan theories came out and, um, Adam had a particularly interesting fan theory or yeah, and this heard a fan theory. I, I saw something. Yeah. I saw something on YouTube do talking about it, but it, it wasn't a, a more of the well-known ones. And, and I, I just felt it made a lot of sense, man. 
Like, um, and there was evidence for it. So the getting down to brass tacks, I mean, the the theory is basically that the time zone was cursed um, by Strange mm-hmm. uh, before it was given to him, and and a couple of evidence either either it's it's uh, point blank evidence or it's just like yeah, that kind of makes sense in the sequence of events. It, the entire fucking movie, Strange keeps telling people, I'm not giving you this fucking, this time zone's mine. I'll fucking let everybody die. He can kill every single one of you before I give this stone out. Like, they, they made a real big point to make sure we knew that he didn't want that fucking stone getting in the hands of Thanos, only to give it away at the end. Um, one of the big, he says this is the end game now. We And comic book fans will know end game is the name of, uh, the story that came after all this bullshit. Right. Um, then also w- the biggest evidence for me as to as to how Strange manipulated the time stone in some way. Every time um, Thanos used one of the stones, it was it's it's energy. It's not a magical thing. It's it's just it's a stone, and that's it's the properties of it. When he used the time stone, you saw the arcane symbols around it. Now that happens when Strange uses magic, right. but Thanos does not use magic. He's not he's not in the arcane arts at all. So it was interesting to me to see that. That's okay. Somebody's using magic, right? I mean, I could even go as far to think as maybe maybe um, Thanos isn't controlling that fucking stone at all. I don't know, but we'll see what happens what happens later. But that that theory, I'm going with that one. That one fits. Because Strange knew a little too much anyway. Right. You and, know, so, and remember, he said, you know, he saw, what was it, 1 million or 14 million different versions of the future and only one right. worked. So Right. So he's the one that knows which one works. So anything after after that point where he saw that, anything he does is perfect. Right. Anything he did, not everybody else, but everything that he did was very key. To, to the solution of the situation. So if he gave that time stone away, he must have did something to it because he wouldn't just so willfully give it away. We know it's not a fake unless he somehow has a magical spell to create. I know, I know, I know Dr. Strange is, is one of the most powerful beings in the Marvel universe. So I don't really know exactly the extent of his powers, especially in the, in the movies. But, um, We'll see. I, I think the cursing the time stone thing, though, at least putting a loophole in it, right? Where like maybe Tony can somehow reverse what's what happened. Maybe I don't know. Because because one of the other things too, which because they're part of the fan, a part of a fan theory is that Tony go Tony and um, I think and Captain America or just Tony go back in time to the first Avengers movie because if you do notice all the core first Avengers are still around, at least that we know of. And so, you know, that would lead to where they would be able to, because, you know, up up through that portal is where Thanos is. And that would be the only way, his weakest, that they could actually try to basically kind of, I guess in some instances, rewrite, you know, like reboot in some ways, Um, phase two, phase three, and all of that stuff. or restore the timeline and bring people back. So, because there has been also, you know, set um, set photos that have Captain America wearing his original uniform. Right. So, so there is that kind of idea. But then, of course, Ant Man is there too. So 
you know, maybe there maybe there's some kind of convergence or he gra- gathers up some people to kind of, you know, because you figure, OK, well, I need the core to do what they're supposed to do, but then have Rocket and, you know, uh, uh, War Machine and, you know, and uh, some of the others and uh, going up to up there and trying to, you know, get rid of Thanos. So there's a lot of different. So I, yeah, there is a possibility that I mean, there's a strong possibility that time travel will be involved because there's no real way around it. Right. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, um, I'm for that theory. Time travel too, of course. I think combine those things are the movie. Um, and I would love to see that go back in time and you know with the technology they have now, they could put them right in that fucking scene. Oh, I mean, yeah. they've already done it. You know, it would be so fucking cool to see. You know, so. And obviously, I don't think it's going to be campy like back in the day where they go talk to their former self and stupid <laughs> shit. Because you have we have timelines to worry about, All right? But um, not like yeah. Fo- not like Fox's X Men where they don't really care about timelines. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, the majority of the Guardians of the Galaxy are gone. Yeah, the only one that's left and, is Rocket and Nebula. And Nebula, yeah. And I mean, Rocket's uh, where is Rocket? I forget where Rocket is. He's on, um, he's in, um, Wakanda. Yeah, that's right. I forgot he made it over there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you really look at the lineup that's, that's available, the really smart ones are still available. Right. Like a couple heavy hitters. Yeah. But we have Tony still there. Rockets, the, the techno ones are still there. Right. Um, and let's not, let's not count out Nebula. Nebula can manipulate technology just naturally. Yeah. You know, she's a damn cyborg. You know, so it's 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 interesting to see. And I said, with Tony and Nebula being alone on that one planet, between the two of them, they'll get off that planet no problem. And Tony's going to score with Nebula. I mean, yeah. oh fuah yeah, gonna hit it. Ah, 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 gonna be all Um, and he's I, gonna, I he's going to he's going to use that nanotechnology for that. That's right. <laughs> that little um, that little their little interactions together getting off that planet is going to be funny because yeah. they're kind of a. Uh, odd couple <laughs> Type you know, personality. super serious and tony isn't right so it's it's gonna be although who who knows how damaged she's gonna be with fucking watching spider-man fade away oh i know <laughs> because that made that damaged me i know yeah, so <laughs> i was like jesus i know and you're just hearing i'm sorry and you're just like i'm not crying you're crying <laughs> so am i fuck off <laughs> <laughs> oh man so uh, yeah, and you know what? Send us your fan theories, regardless if they're, you know, or simply say what fan theory you're kind of siding with, because I like to hear what, you know, people are people are thinking. And then, of course, you know, when the movie comes out next year, we can go ahead and uh, and sit there and go, well, you know, technically I had said that, but I had also said. <laughs> right. Because we all know everybody's going to do that. I know uh, I'm going to do it. Of course. Oh, fuck yeah. So, uh. Sony. Ah, good old Sony. Sony's like that asshole that knows they're an asshole and they're completely okay with it. <laughs> like, they're very comfortable in their skin, you know? <laughs> uh, so Sony ha- believes that they don't need to a- allow crossplay uh, right. for, you know, for Fortnite or any of their games, really, because they're the best. And why would anybody else need to? And that, 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 that's that's a quote, by the way, because, you know, 
because of course it was Sony. Um, it's sad but true that that is a crime. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> the thing, though, the thing is, <laughs> is you know, while Sony's just living in this in just this like vacuum that we cannot allow our players to play with people on other consoles because somehow they're going to ditch their console and go to a Switch or an Xbox, minus the fact that, let's be honest, there's people with multiple consoles in homes, you know? Right. And usually it's either an Xbox, and it's going to be a Nintendo and another console is basically what you're dealing with in this one. Um, but it's just kind of, it's that... Adam and I were talking about this and we were and I was telling him that it just seems they're stuck in that old mentality of this is our product we've created this ecosphere and or this ecosystem and we can't allow other people to just play with other people outside because then it 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 will reduce people from buying our system which doesn't seem to be that way anymore no, I mean, even a quote that I saw from a YouTuber um, talking, I've been kind of diving a little bit more into the Nintendo side with a, a recent Wii U purchase and stuff. And um, he was talking about the Switch and he said it kind of perfectly. He said, the Switch is your perfect second console. Yeah. Well, Nintendo and, was and always it, kind of a second console. Well, I mean, not always, but <laughs> recently, yes. Um, but the, uh, it, it, the whole... I can only have one console thing. I mean, yeah, there's people out there that are, that probably like money wise. Yeah. But the majority of, of, of gamers have both consoles yeah. unless they're fucking diehard fans. And then, and then those people don't give a fuck about what other people are doing. Right. Like if you're a diehard Sony fan and Sony goes, well, we don't want crossplay. Like, I don't want to play with those bitches anyway. Like, <laughs> <laughs> those kind of fanboys are going to sound like that. So right. it, it really doesn't matter. But, you know, but it's, it's to me, it was it's kind of seems that regardless of, you know, affiliation, because, you know, there's the concept of, well, you only buy what your friends buy. And there is slight truth to that, but there's going to be more people that are have already decided in their minds that oh, I'm going to get an Xbox or I'm going to get a PlayStation. There's truth. There's truth to the I buy what my friends have with the group of gamers that aren't buying their own console, their parents are buying it that, that in that age bracket. Yes. I, I see people. I mean, we did it when I was young, we weren't even online gaming. Like everybody had a super Nintendo. So you're like, Oh fuck. You don't want to be that one kid with a Sega Genesis. You know what I mean? There always no, no, was were. that one kid and <laughs> I was that one kid. <laughs> yeah. But, um, it's, it's nowadays, it's not even I, – I most of the kids that – I talk to my kids, their friends have multiple consoles. Yeah. You know, it's it, – a lot of parents want to be left the fuck alone. So, of course, they buy fucking game consoles. Like, go go play video games and leave the fuck alone. But even – I think it's per- perfect parenting, but just saying. <laughs> but even with that, parent – I mean, because you got to keep in mind, too, is that consoles aren't kids anymore. You know, a majority – you know, a good majority are older players college age, yep. you know, adults or even, you know, parents that are like, okay, we'll get an Xbox for the kids because they'll have that, but I'm going to have a PlayStation, you know, or 
you know, or we'll get them the switch, but I'm going to have an Xbox. You know, there, there's that multiple console mentality. And to me, it just seems that Nintendo is just running on that old school mentality of, well, if we, if we allow people to play with people on Xboxes, they're just going to buy it. They're going to say like, oh, well, I don't need to play a place. I don't need to get a PlayStation. I can get an Xbox, which in some ways doesn't really make sense. But in, in, in other ways, from a marketing standpoint, it's a very weak marketing standpoint of essentially saying you've you've gave away your leverage. Right. Uh, you know, it's like, well, in our system, only PlayStation people can play with PlayStation people. So it's like, oh, well, if I want to play with my friends, I got to get a PlayStation, you know. But the, well, what if the family goes, uh, yeah, and that's uh, what, $500? Yeah, we'll go ahead and get a Switch, <laughs> you know. Uh, or you're going to be good with this ColecoVision. Um, I, feel, I feel like there's very few consumers in the gaming space that have such specific needs that only one console will solve it. And I think that's what scares Sony a little bit. Because the, the only thing Sony really has, um, when you take out personal choice, the only thing that they really have is exclusives. Yeah. But that's, that is becoming... An old there's two problems with the exclusive game. Okay, one it's an old strategy. Right. Um, you you have to have exclusives that people want to play, <laughs> and two just as Microsoft, <laughs> right? With Nintendo gaining popularity again, yeah, Nintendo's always been king of exclusives, always. Yeah. Like if 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 you like Nintendo games, you want and there's only one place to play them. <laughs> you know, so it's it's um, and there's nothing like them. That that's the problem. So it's. Sony, I can I can see why Sony made this choice, but it's one of those things that whoever's top dog always does is they slap their fucking consumers in the face. And Microsoft was doing it for years in the Windows space and the Xbox 360 space yeah. where they were doing like, well, you'll like it this way. I mean, remember when the, the Xbox One was coming out? Like, oh, well, right. This is the way you're going to deal with it. Like and, and Sony said, was the, and was the said, savior. Yeah, exactly. And everybody said, fuck you, then I'm not getting an Xbox. Then suddenly the whole regime changed, you know, Bomber out and everybody else out and then brought in whole new people. And then suddenly everybody's like, oh, you know what? We're not going to do a paywall anymore. You're going to be able to go with Netflix and all that stuff for free. Right. And now you just get this. And oh, yeah, you don't have to be, you know, constantly online or, you know, all that shit. And then it's like, oh, OK, all right. You kind of did a little bit of the damage. Now you're trying to do damage control. And I think right. that's what really kind of fucked Microsoft up from the start. You know, But now... But they've come so up Sony, since then. Exactly. So Sony comes in at that time and they're the big savior. They're, they're the, we love gamers and right. Microsoft hates you all. Yeah. Okay, fine. Now look what happens. It's whoever, the power corrupts, absolute absolutely. power corrupts, absolutely. Right. You have, Microsoft was being fucking brand new. <laughs> then they changed everything, and for the best. Microsoft's been very, been very impressive yeah. in the Xbox space and the Windows 10 space. Um, but now you have Sony on top, and they're like <laughs> sitting there with their big stogies in the f uh, around the table, like "fuck you, you'll like it this way. This is the way you want it." Right? You know, it's like this now the they're not you're listening like anymore. It. You're gonna right. like it like this. You just now, like it but here's the tip: we're gonna go all <laughs> the way. <laughs> Wait, here's am I, am I getting a little, a little deep with that one? <laughs> <laughs> here's the real question, though. Does do Sony, the people who only have PlayStations, do they give a fuck that they can't play the select few games that are cross-platform? 
Do they care they can't make a Minecraft world? Because I, I feel like Sony, I feel like the PlayStation is is mostly an adult console. I don't know a lot of kids that have a PlayStation. Um, I probably, I know I know they're there. Yeah. I just commonly kids have Xboxes. Yeah. Well, I think Nintendo. I think that the reason being with Xbox is because I think from a personal aspect, Xbox is kind of known more for the multiplayer. Yes. You know, uh with um and there a lot of their games particularly now after they lost like exclusivity with like Call of Duty and and all of those you know they've been going with more multiplayer and i think that kind of thing of like oh well i have an xbox you know everybody has an xbox they can go ahead and play that and then play with all their buddies now with playstation playstation is kind of fucking themselves in that market cuz you have nintendo and microsoft who are just kind of like you know what it it's yeah you're going to buy they basically microsoft and nintendo have come to the concept that you're going to buy what you're going to buy we can't right. control it. You're, if you want to play Mario, you're going to get that. If you want to play Call of Duty and you want to, you know, and and you want to play Titanfall or, or what, what have you, you're going to get an Xbox. But you can play together, and it's kind of like so now, you know, they're saying. And and what what pissed me off really about Sony was when they did the whole thing about Minecraft about not allowing cross platform uh, play. To Nintendo because they're essentially their their comment was essentially we care about your kids that's why we don't allow it and then yeah because you know it, nothing's more dangerous than playing with X or fucking Nintendo people right you know that that would be that would be terrifying yeah Come on. and it's like going really you're gonna tell the the console that was really made for kids that PlayStation is better than than Nintendo for kids stuff. Like, I bet you Nintendo took offense. Oh, like, what, the, what the fuck? You know what? That was probably <laughs> Nintendo going, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Okay. Yo, Microsoft, how about we do some cross-platform play? Oh, yeah? Okay, cool. You know. <laughs> right. Well, let's be, let's be honest, though. Cross-platform play is, is nothing but a great move for Nintendo. Oh. They're third place. They get, a lot of ground has been gained with the Switch, but they're still third place. Yeah. So if they can if they can go, hey, look, we have these games too, and you can play with your, with your friends on um, Microsoft, it, it takes away that, like, oh, I can't get a Switch because I can't play Minecraft with the homies or something like right. that. You know what I mean? So that's great. Or Fortnite and all the other little games that are going to be on there. Fortnite is a killer game right now that everybody <laughs> wants control over. Yeah. So if you, can, if you can play Fortnite with everybody else, then you're you're good to go. I don't understand it. For Fortnite, it's a stupid game. <laughs> just ask know, just leave. ask anybody that streams on Twitch the the hard school Twitch uh, streamers that hate the Fortnite people. <laughs> just uh. ask them. But you know, like cross platform isn't the only issue with Sony. You know, uh, backwards compatibility. Um, I did a I did a piece on the on the blog about uh, uh, about. So PlayStation Now, one of the big drawbacks right from the onset when it was released in 2015 was you had to be internet connected in order to play, basically stream, which meant that, and if you have a PlayStation, you know how much bandwidth that bitch sucks up. Mm -hmm. And you were supposed to stream it, which means you had to have a pretty badass connection to stream that stuff. Now this, in September, they 
in their major update, they actually allowed you to do what Microsoft has been allowing you to do for quite a long time. Download the fucking game. And then play it. What a novel novel idea. Right. But the caveat is, oh, by the way, you can download PlayStation 4 and remastered PlayStation 2 games. And, but the thing was, is that a year before that, when they were introducing the Pro, uh, one of their VPs of sales was like, you know, backwards compatibility is always um, requested, but no one ever really uses it. I mean, you're playing a, you know, you're playing a PlayStation 2 game and then you're on a PlayStation 4 and you're looking at the graphics and the way it looks, you're like, why am I even playing this? And, but now... Oh, you can play those. Oh, but we're also going to release a PlayStation 1 retro console because Nintendo did it twice and it seemed to do really well. So we're going to do it Damn. for 100 bucks. Oh, but why is it 100 bucks? That's my question. Yeah, I know, right? Like a lot of people are saying that too. It's like, why 100 bucks? You know, because, oh, because I'm it's not Sony? buying it for 100 bucks. You know, the, That's th- your fucking mind. the thing was is that I, I was looking at that and when the PS1 cycle ended, and the PlayStation 2 cycle was going, you could get on clearance for $99.99 a PlayStation 1. Yeah. And I'm like, really? Because you're selling it for the actual price that was a fucking closeout? Can you, can, can we, okay. <laughs> I'm going to say something that's an unpopular opinion. Okay? <laughs> while, I'm nost- while, I, while I am nostalgic for games from the PlayStation era, it was not the best era of video games. Mm-mm. It, it, a lot of fucking shit came out at that time. That was just trash. And graphics looked horrifying because they were transitioning into 3D. Right. I always count the PS1 as a 3D transition <laughs> <laughs> because it was that weird blocky shit. Oh, and God, Nintendo yeah. looked where better. It looked like Minecraft 100%. characters. It looked like Minecraft characters. Right. The N64's graphics were worlds ahead of the PlayStation, in, in personal opinion. That being said, I'm... I, I have no problem with the PlayStation 1 nostalgic console. It seems like they're going to do it with all of them now. But $100, stop it. <laughs> unless, you ha- unless you have, like, fucking, that thing has 100 games on it. And it's only got 20. And no, yeah, so and no online capability, so you're not going to be able to add any more games to it or anything like that. But keep in mind, the difference between the PlayStation 1 and Nintendo is that with all the games that come out on the PlayStation 1, you can play on an emulator. Yeah. Yeah, you can play them on your computer. You know. I mean, illegally, but you can. Right. Yeah, you know. But but to me it's like uh you know, it, and it Here's the thing though. I'm going to wait. So the I have a PS1. I'm looking at it right now. I oh, have the did, original huh? one. <laughs> but um if this PS1 classic or whatever comes out Wait a couple months when the hackers get their hands on it. I, I guarantee you they'll figure out a way, especially since it's not online based, so you can't update it. They'll right. figure out a way to load your own shit to it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If that's the case, I'll get one. I'll just <laughs> wait till it drops in price to fucking 50 bucks because no one's going to buy it for 100. Well, one of the things that some people were saying that, you know, the difference between Sony and Nintendo, which, you know, Nintendo has a way of, how should I say, inflating demand. Um, yeah, you know, Sony's never been that way with with hardware. 
So no, you, they make as much as possible. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of those, and that was one of the things I think I stated in in that blog post was that I wanted to get an uh, an NES and the Super NES, but I'm not going to sit there and waste my time looking online to try to grab one. You know, when it comes out, to me, if you really want to sell those, you sell them, you put them out in stores, and people buy them as an add-on. People look and go, oh, shit, they have this? Oh, 60, you know, 70 bucks? Fuck yeah, I'll grab it. And then you sell out of them. You're not going to have leftovers on that shit. Here's, here's my but, problem with the NES Classic and the SNES Classic. I'm sorry, go ahead, man. I'm, I'm interrupting you. <laughs> uh, go ahead. But the thing is, is that because I'm not going to find that with those, I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to rush out and get it. And they lose people that aren't going to go, that aren't spending their days trying to look for that. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like, all right, fuck that. But for me, it's like if it was out there, then I'd buy it. Like the PlayStation 1 thing, maybe at some point I'll consider it, but I'm not going to be searching out for it, right? Because to me, it's not worth it. A hundred bucks for 20 games. Right. You know. My problem with the NES Classic and the SNES Classic is it should not be easier for me to buy the original consoles than it is to buy these two. <laughs> exactly. I can go on I can go on eBay right now. I can buy an SNES out not in a box or whatever for like 50 bucks. Two controllers, all the cables, might even come with a couple games. Yeah. And it will work perfectly. But to get the fucking mini is is like I gotta stab somebody to get it. it it's it's ridiculous. which we're not opposed to. We're not opposed to, but you know. By the way, um, just in case anyone knows wants to know, uh, I was just on Amazon today, and then the Super Nintendo version, the Super Nintendo themed um, 3DS XL, fifty bucks off. <laughs> so you know, just letting everybody know, yeah, right? Um, but. I like the classic thing because, look, look <laughs> most of us know you, we can get ROMs. You can play it on like a whatever. But a lot of people don't know that. Like a lot of people aren't with that shit in, in that scene. They just want a device they plug into their computer and or plug into their TV and they play the games. Um, so that's fine. These devices have a purpose. But this making it, it – it's not like it's difficult to make. It's one fucking board. Like it's not hard. So I don't understand what the big fucking issue is. Yeah. I'll tell you this, though. They hacked the shit out of those fucking NES and SNES. So (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I know. All right. Well, finally tonight, uh, I found this uh, article on (laughs) sciencealert.com. And uh, it's a... It's feedback on a, on a study, and I'm not going to go into the headline. I'm just going to kind of read it, and uh, I'm pretty sure you'll figure it out. So why is it sometimes so hard to convince someone that the world is indeed a globe or that climate change is actually caused by human activity despite the overwhelming evidence? Well, scientists think they might have the answer, and it's less to do with lack of understanding and more to do with the feedback they're getting. Getting positive or negative reactions to something you do or say is is a greater influence on your thinking than logic and reasoning, a new research suggests. So if you're in a group of like-minded people, that's going to reinforce your thinking. Receiving good feedback always encourages us to think we know more than we actually do. In other words, the more sure we've become that our current position is right, the less likely we are to take into account other opinions or even cold, hard scientific data. 
If you think you know a lot about something, even though you don't, you're less likely to be curious enough to explore the topic further and will fail to learn how little you know, says one of the team members behind the new study, Louis Marti from the University of California, Berkeley. For the research, more than 500 participants were recruited and shown a series of colored shapes. As each shape appeared, the participants got asked if it was a DAXI, a word made up for these experiments. The test takers had no clue as to what a DAXI was or wasn't, but they did get feedback after guessing one way or the other. The system would tell them if the shape they were looking at qualified as a DAXI or not. At the same time, they were they were also asked how sure they were that of what a DAXI actually was. In this way, the researchers were able to measure certainty in, re, in relation to feedback. Results showed that confidence of the participants were largely based on the results of their last four or five guesses, not their performance overall. So the team behind the test said that this plays into something we already know about learning. That for it to happen, learners have to need to recognize that there is a gap between what they actually know and what they could know. If they don't think their gap is there, they won't take a take on broad new information. What if we found uh, what we found interesting is that we could get the first 19 guesses in a row wrong, but if they got the last five, they felt very confident. Says Marty, it's not that they're they weren't paying attention. They were learning what a DAXI was, but they weren't using most of what they learned to inform their certainty. This recent feedback is having more of an effect than hard evidence. This experiment shows that they might apply in a broader sense, too. Could apply to learning something new or trying to differentiate between right and wrong. The And while in this case the study participants were trying to identify a made-up shape, the same cognitive responses could be at work when it comes to echo chamber on social media or on news channels where views are constantly reinforced. If you use a crazy theory to make a correction prediction, a correct prediction a couple of times, you can get stuck in the belief and may not be an interest, uh, be as interested in gathering more information, says one of the team's psychologists, Celeste Kidd from UC Berkeley. So if you think vaccinations are harmful, for example, the new study suggests that you might be basing that on most recent feedback you've had on your views rather than the overall evidence one way or the other. Ideally, the researchers say learning should be based on more considered observations over time, even if it's not quite how the brain works sometimes. If your goal is to arrive at the truth, the strategy of using your most recent feedback rather than all the data you've accumulated is not a great tactic, says Marti. So basically, if your friends jump off a bridge. (laughs) Well, they say that's they they say that's thing. Right. They say that's like what Trump does, where he believes last thing that was said to him. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and it's it kind of follows the same suit, because think about it. If you're 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 driving to work and you get out of your car, what's the last what's the thing that sits? What's the the song that sits in your head the most? The last song you heard, Mm -hmm. you know, and the the idea that, you know, positive reinforcement comes from, you know, people, you know, if you think one thing and you have other people that are saying the same thing, obviously, oh, well, then I'm right, regardless of whether you're actually right or wrong. And it, it's just kind of funny that, you know, that's kind of what's what's happened, you know. Well, it's like, um, 
what was it that that um, Hitler once said? Tell a lie, um, tell a big lie, and tell it often. People will believe it. Yeah, you know, if you hear something enough, it it what happens is, <laughs> and I've seen this happen both ways. If if someone keeps telling you the same thing over and over again, let's say flat Earth. Okay, right. we keep hearing about it. We keep hearing about it. People will get to a point where they'll go. They'll either say one of two things. They'll say, I need to look into this right. because too many people are telling me the same thing. Or they'll go, you know what? That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And it's two, it's it's two types of people, the type, the followers and the non followers. And and unfortunately, a lot of people <laughs> are from the column where they're like, oh, fuck it. If everybody says that's true, then it must be true. Right. You know, and if if that if that were the case. History would be weird. Um, <laughs> you think? So I – this study makes a lot of sense to me. I, I feel like it's saying stuff we already knew. Yeah. Um, it's kind of reinforcing it. Um, <laughs> which is <laughs> the actual <laughs> – Which is, you know, it's kind of ironic. Kind of funny, actually. Kind of, kind of ironic, you know. <laughs> like, right. Um, here's, a, yeah, here's a story that's going to reinforce what you've already thought by telling you that – you actually believe things that reinforce what you already think. But if you if you want to be the kind of person that that isn't just lemming, that isn't just someone who believes whatever, cross reference your stuff. If yeah. if you hear information from someone, I don't care who the fuck it is, it could be from the most trusted source ever, and he's not sourcing it. You need to check out what's going on. You need right. to see what the source is. You need to see where that. Who else is looking at this? Because in science, if you have one, you have one scientist says, "Oh, here's here's the information I did on this test, um, and I believe such and such is true." What happens is it gets looked at. Then the, he writes a paper on it, and then the paper gets published. Then everyone else tests it. All the other scientists are like, "Okay, now I'm going to do it, and I'm going to see if I can do it." So it wasn't either a freak accident or this fucking dude doesn't know what he's talking about. Exactly. That's that they're cross referencing. Like you, you need to do that. You can't just walk by something because trust me, that's marketing in a nutshell. Yeah. They, you, they want you to just believe whatever you see because that it, it sells you and they're selling you on information. They're selling you on ideals. It's everything. So if you don't want to be a dumbass, hmm. cross reference, look into things, stop being an idiot. Well, that's when you, this hear, is, that's when you hear like, you know, uh, when you hear like, oh, this study came out and they found that they did this. But, you know, it's questionable because others saying, you know, that their hypothesis came out a little wrong or they didn't have enough evidence backing it up. But then, of course, you have, you know, the other people going, you know, it's just because, you know, they're using false, you know, news, fake news or false information that's trying to put because they all there's always that corruption spin that they put on those to to basically say, oh, yeah, no, my I made up my shit, but I'll just say that, you know, they're jealous or you know, they don't like me or they're just trying to perpetuate a, you know, uh, a type of, uh, you know, philosophy that's counter to what I want. Just think of the fucking anti-vaxxers. Right. You know, and, you know, because it's like, yeah, that's kind of the definition of who would be, you know, you know. And everybody loves everybody loves a good scapegoat. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and I feel like the anti-vaxxing thing. That's another issue that isn't even brought up in this study is that the who the information who you trust. Yeah. And and a lot of people view celebrities as some kind of superhuman 
that that what they do is what's right. It's like, listen, just because you're good at acting in front of a camera doesn't mean you no dick about medical science. Mm-hmm. You know, and and when McCarthy over there <laughs> was talking about, and listen, I know her kid has um, what does her kid have? Has Down syndrome, right? Yeah, I think so. Something hey, like I'm that. not making fun or of autism, that. Or autism, or autism, I think. Or autism, right? I'm not making fun of that. You know that. God bless. Whatever you got to say. But she was just factually wrong. Yeah. She was a mother who was upset that her child had a disability and pointed at something. And found, People do it all the time. found a study that basically said that confirmed that agreed her, with her. F- confirmed her theory, which had already been debunked right. by more reputable scientists. And even the, the journal that published it retracted saying that their evidence was, you know, that the evidence and theory that they used was wrong. Doesn't matter. It's already out there, and you already have somebody who, aside from the fact that other studies have said there is no there is no correlation, found a study that they believed it. So no matter what, you know, it's the people that it's the same thing that goes with conspiracy theories. People that are like, oh well, nine eleven was an inside job, even though we have information that proves otherwise. Oh well, of course they would say that because they're trying to cover up. And we've talked about we've talked about that before. Is people naturally can't accept an easy answer for a big thing yeah you know 9-11 happened and it not yeah okay two buildings fell down a lot of people died but we got attacked it's not something america's used to yeah you know getting attacked on home soil so it was a big thing in everyone's mind so a lot of people are like there has to be a very complex way this happened right and there really there actually is if you really look at it the the dudes way they came and they fucking trained and all this it is kind of complicated if you actually look it up but it's easier to just have someone bark something at you about a conspiracy. <laughs> right. You know, and the it, same the, the same thing is, is that, you know, like people sit there and go, you know, why didn't they see it? Because you're taking a bunch of random incidences that have no real correlation and looking back, tw- you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Right. So it's easy to look back and everything. But, you know, if you're looking at these random acts by these people, you know, Saudis, much less, you know, how are you supposed to figure it out? But. You know, you know, so we have like those things and, you know, the flat earth and all that bullshit when we have all this stuff that says otherwise. But, you know, people just have to sit there and, you know, and it doesn't matter like who they what they say or what they who who they say it to. Like saying, you know, your your family, your kids didn't die at Sandy Hook. They, it was just a psyops. No kids died. Your kids died. And you're telling this to a family whose kid was killed in that thing. It's like, what fucking level of human are you? Yeah. You know, when you're sitting there saying you're lying, your kid didn't die, or you didn't even have kids. It's like, motherfucker, I, I understand why they want to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> you know? It's also this underlining this underlining distrust for authority and it's well it's well founded distrust oh yeah but the problem is is when you don't trust the authority that you've elected to lead you, you a lot of this shit's going to happen like people you you every time someone tells you something you're going oh, i don't know yeah i don't know if it's right you know and and it sucks i mean i i i would love to go back to the day where where the government said something you went yeah okay yeah. you know whatever Right, you know, sounds a they're probably wonky, lying. But, yeah. They're probably lying, but you believed it anyway because who cares? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, it's like, but it was. I, I was, I was, um, you know, the Hurricane Florence that happened, um, you know, and people, some people weren't leaving because they, you know, they were like, oh, it's this, and even though everybody was like, this shit's gonna get worse, 
it's not the wind and the rain. It's going to be that water that comes back on you. And then people still didn't leave and, you know, people died and shit. And somebody was sitting there saying, and I kind of thought about this, is they go, here you have, since like Watergate, you have this inherent apprehension about believing anything the government says, you know, and that comes from Watergate, you know, uh, this mistrust of government. Right. And now you have a government that tells you, okay, but don't believe anything the media tells you because everything the media tells you is a lie. So when you have the government and the media both telling you to get the fuck out, who are you supposed to believe? Yeah. Because I can't trust either. (laughs) You know, exactly. So it's kind of like, you know, you're. But then you have to really think about it like. It's so sensational. Like the government's telling me to leave. Well, what's their agenda? Like what? What? They already control the area that you're in. Exactly. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like leave so we can have a super big party and you're not <laughs> fucking invited. Yeah. And, and to be honest, it's like it's a fucking house. You know, leave it alone. <laughs> just yeah. get the fuck out of there. And a, a lot of that too is is um, people just being stubborn. Yeah. You know, and, well, and I need like, to keep my, my property. Yeah, I'm going to keep my property. It's like, yeah, well. You'll be fine when you're floating face down in it, you know, in and your also, living room. You still own your property. Yeah, I know. It's, it's like, just flooded. <laughs> it's just, you know. yeah, and it's just, you know, instead of, you know, the, the sewage that goes underneath the house, it's above it. <laughs> so, you Some, know. It's something I told, um, something I told my mother because she lives in North Carolina. And she moved there a few years ago. And thankfully, the house they live in is not underwater. But um, that's good. Their retirement home they recently bought and they're fixing up uh, is. And um, she was complaining and complaining. And I said, Ma, you moved to North Carolina. <laughs> like, you knew that this is a situation. We're from the East Coast. You know what happens there. The weather, the Atlantic Ocean is trying to kill everyone. It's just the way it is. I said, you lived in Phoenix, Arizona. Nothing happens here. It, to the point that it's boring. It's just hot sometimes. Right. I'm like, so don't complain about shit you already knew about. You both, you made your bed, you live, you fucking lay in it. <laughs> or float in it, whichever one. Or float in it. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sure someone's pissed as shit that I just said, uh, <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> Insensitive bastard. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that is our episode for this week. If you're listening on iTunes or Apple Podcast, uh, we want those five-star reviews, ladies and gentlemen. So also review us on Stitcher or anywhere you get the show and drop by the blog, thelazygeeks.com. Yes, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all under at thelazygeeks. That's one word. Send us some feedback, comments, suggestions for episodes or your favorite conspiracy theory. because you already know. Um, just send them to thegeeks at thelazygeeks.com. And uh, check out some of the other shows on our Lazy Geeks Network over there at thelazygeeks.com. And you can follow me um, on all this social media madness, well, all two of them that I use, <laughs> Twitter and Instagram, uh, under SapienTLG. And I'm also on social media. Follow me on Twitter, at a middle-aged geek, and Instagram, middle-aged underscore geek. So thanks for checking us out. So until next time, live large. If you ain't living large, you ain't living at all. 